This is episode 92 of the Dawson D Show with founders of adventure brands Arali, Cam and Elise Greenwood. We love talking with like-minded people when it comes to chasing your passion and taking risks to achieve your vision. And this beautiful couple have overcome the odds and have created one of Australia's premium outdoor camping and adventure brands, Zorali. They're on a mission to get the world outside, or put simply, to help you breathe in the air, breathe out the fear, and have fun exploring our greatest playground. We believe that's the secret to the good life, they say. This chat had everything. They shared how they met, what was supposed to be a formal business meeting turned into a picnic overlooking the ocean. Very romantic, I say. Cam shares a story after starting a successful surf brand at the age of 19, but it all ended up after a long legal battle with a monster brand in the US. The reality of loaning money and dealing with the bank when beginning a startup, overcoming doubts from loved ones early on in the Zorali journey, the battle of trying not to compare themselves with huge other brands. They share with us the meaning, mission and vision behind Zorali, plus so much more. They are two beautiful humans who are creating something truly special and we can't wait for you to hear their story. So here is our chat with power couple, Cam and Elise Greenwood. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Smashing societal pressure and unlocking your secret ambition. Now Doss, are you ready for our next interview? Deep. I'm ready. Now let's go balls deep. Dee, the sun is shining on our faces. Mate, we're sitting on beautiful Zorali chairs, actually. These are, <laughs> how good is that? How a, good are these? This is great product placement. We've got some true entrepreneurs. Yeah, we moment. do. They knew what they were doing, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. But uh, Cam and Elise Greenwood, welcome to the Doss and D Show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having yeah. us. Very relaxed. Yeah, it's very relaxed. Look at you, Elise. <laughs> just It's Friday afternoon. It is Friday. We should have brought a couple you of beers down, actually. halfway through. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's not, a great, that's not great on us. <laughs> <laughs> We'll try to keep you awake at least. But firstly, can you tell us a bit about the story of Zorali? Because yeah. you gave us a little taste just before, but we didn't want to give too much away. So if you want to share yeah. that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I guess the story of Zorali probably starts with the story of Elise and Cam, <laughs> which I reckon you can share. Really? Come on, Elise. Come on. <laughs> well, the short version is Cam moved to Ocean Grove. And being the businessman he is, <laughs> invited me out on a business date. Clever. To ask me for some graphic, I graphic heard she design was like, advice. I heard she was really good at graphic design. Yeah. And I need some help. Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I got there and there was a picnic rug on the beach with a picnic. Very forward. Talk about a business meeting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The rest yeah. was history. That's really. nice. And going back before that, like really, really, really long story into a short one. I started a surf brand when I was 19, wow. my parents' backyard. Wow. It was called Monster Surf. I was at uni at the time. It started taking off. I dropped out of uni to pursue it full time. And probably in the height of that, we had a large corporation from California. May have sold energy drinks or something like that. Um, may have had a similar name to to Monster. Uh, really? Yeah, come after us. So, anyways, that was like a that was like a two year legal battle, and then we got to a stage where we couldn't keep up with legal fees. We're essentially gonna have to start over. But that's really made that. I love that drink. That's put a sour taste. In my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, we were, I was essentially in the process of like taking the community that I'd built through my first business monster surf and transitioning it into what 
was going to become an outdoor brand and I wanted some expertise around branding and stuff, which enter Elise. And yeah, I moved, I moved here. Elise was like friends with some of my mates. Yeah. So I thought I would ask her for some help instead of just saying that I liked her and I wanted to get that to know her. So if it was a 40 year old middle-aged man, you wouldn't have set up the picnic. Yeah. So Zorali or any type of business plans did not, was not spoken of in that. Yeah. in that meeting and Elise was a little bit confused I bet and then uh, yeah we started hanging out things progressed pretty quickly for us and then I don't know probably a month or so in I actually started talking to her about business stuff <laughs> and like what my plans were yeah. in my current challenge that I was in and Elise was like quite entrepreneurial as well and always wanted to have a crack at awesome. doing her own thing and so we decided to put our creative talents together and do it do it with each other so yeah yeah that's like where the dream for Zorali kind of started and Elise grew up in the outdoors she did like multiple Australia trips with her family and she was always super into nature and she's got a background in art and a lot of her art features like really 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 like fine details of say like a leaf like she's always had this <laughs> yeah deep fascination for nature and getting people outside and one of the things that frustrated me about my surf brand was people would say to me oh I love your brand but I don't surf and I'd always say it's not about surfing yeah. it's about getting people outside mm. so it was like a real yeah we shared that like same kind of fascination for nature and passion for getting people outside so and Annalise had all the skills that I never had around design and yeah. just way Marketing more creative stuff. than me cool. yeah so and she, she was working at rip curl at the time okay. in yeah. um women's wear design so yeah we it was like a match made in heaven literally <laughs> business wise but also relationally yeah it was yeah. cool just to see where we met on our paths like I was working the surf industry had kind of gone on this creative journey myself and found myself doing graphic design for women's wear I really loved it but there was yeah something sort of deep down inside that felt like maybe that wasn't my forever job like Mm. there was maybe something else for me around the corner and then when I met Cam and started talking about you know what we could potentially achieve together it was like yeah, that just made so much sense and it wasn't long after that that I resigned and mm. we were on this, yeah, new path to creating Zorali. Yeah. How did you go with people around you, Elise, in terms of you quitting this job or this safety and now you're going in with your new husband and into this new journey and the unknown? Yeah. What was the advice you are getting from people around you? Were they supportive or concerned or conservative? Yeah. Yeah, good question. I think we, well, I got a bit of both. I have very different parents. My dad's very, like, conservative. Yeah. You know, like, he was so proud that I had this job in the surf industry. He just loves surfing. And whereas my mum's a little bit more, like, wild and free and she's always encouraged me to follow what I love. So even within my own family unit, I got, like, polar opposite reactions. Yeah, what do you you go with? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, people that, like, really knew me well and know Cam well just said yeah like that kind of makes sense yeah go for it and yeah it was definitely like a scary moment you know working all those years to get towards a job like that and then a year and a half in just like 
saying goodbye yeah it was not an easy decision and at that moment you don't know if you're going to succeed in the next thing so of course yeah it's something you got to weigh up and the timing wasn't great <laughs> yeah well you got to pay for a wedding day as well yeah. and all that's in there i'm sure yeah timing definitely was not great i don't know if i'd actually recommend what we did <laughs> in terms of the, the timing and time of life on our honeymoon, Elise actually designed our logo. Yeah. <laughs> Working on the clock. Yeah. 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 We did go. We did have a very long honeymoon. So. Where did you don't, go? Don't I be listening ask. to this and thinking I'm like a <laughs> <Yeah>. psycho husband. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely took like three weeks of just loving life, and then we we're like, all right, like. We're going to have to, like, make this thing happen. And then we started kind of working on Zorali. And, yeah, we're in Indo. We're in Bali. Oh, cool. Mm. I think we had to do, like, a visa run to Malaysia. And Elise did the Zorali logo on the plane to Malaysia. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which was fun. But looking back, it was, like, it was a little bit stressful because, yeah, we, like, saved a bit of money before we got married Mm. to, like, give us an opportunity to jump into it and give us a bit of lead time. But yeah, we didn't have very long to actually like get it off the ground and, and then getting the business to a stage where it could actually pay us and like, yeah, yeah. you know, is like a whole nother thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that was like stressful, not only for us, but even probably our parents self were just like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But looking back, don't, definitely don't regret it. It was fun. No, I'm sure. Well, you look now and you can only look back and go, shit, look at what we went through together. Yeah, like you yeah, had yeah. each other, which is yeah. pretty special too. I'm sure a lot of like my mum and dad, like they were business partners, same thing, did really well together. There's other couples out there that I'm sure this would nearly break them too. You know, it's yeah, such yeah. a hard thing doing business with the person yeah. you love as well. I'd be keen to ask more about, as a young person, money is stressful. Yeah. So to go through that when you're in this infancy of of that stage not only business but your relationship did you ever have days or times when you're like shit we're you know why are we doing this because we're running out of money or we have to go and ask for loans like when you're running a business you gotta you're probably back and forth to the bank you know you're trying to make sure it all gets approved like what is all that like you know doing this from such a young age Hmm. yeah really good question that's something that we've really had to learn like Mm. and i don't think it's something that you like learn and tick off and it's done it's like a continual thing that you improve with and ultimately I think it's I remember what one thing that we did early was when we're looking at like even just weighing up if we were going to like take that leap of faith one of the things that we said together was like well what's the worst thing that could happen and when we looked at what the worst thing was which was like it just bombs and like we you know lose the money that we invest into it and we have to go find jobs start from scratch whatever like we still got each other yeah we still got our family and we're like she's a great attitude yeah, yeah definitely and i kind of manage more the financial side of the business and like i think early on i probably carried a lot of that stress myself because i don't want to put that stress onto a lease yeah which I thought was healthy, but it was probably unhealthy because then I was carrying all this stress and Lisa was like, why is Cam so stressed? 
Yeah. I'm not telling you tell her. Tell me like months later. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. How did you? I'll tell her when tell I've like me. solved solved the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I could have helped you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon you took that on though because you'd already started business before? Yeah, like, I think you so. Know, did you know a little bit? Or? I don't know. I think as well as a man, like there's this like inherent desire to protect and like, yeah of course you don't i don't know i just didn't want elise to like come into the stressful side of the business i just like uh, i wanted elise to be doing like what she was best at and what she enjoyed but yeah it's not not a good way <laughs> to do it. i thought i was doing a good thing but we're much better now like carrying the load together and being open and transparent about like where we're at with stuff yeah. and what's working what's not working what we're enjoying what we're not enjoying like yeah yeah but also like with with money and all that stuff, I think we've just had to learn to like not make it bigger than what it is, like whatever it is. If it's like financial stress, like, yes, it can be so stressful for anyone. Like I think whether you're running a business or it's like personal finances, it can be really stressful. Yeah. But yeah, we've like learned to just make that stuff. Like, and I think there's a lot of pressure on young people, especially with like, buying a house like we don't own a home and mm. i remember oh six months in it was like christmas eve <laughs> and my dad who's been like such a great support and like mentor to me don't want to rag on him but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was christmas eve for goodness sake dad like he came up to elise and i and he's like so what are you guys gonna do next year for like work like oh. i was like what do you mean like we're growing zarali because at that stage we we're literally paying ourselves a hundred dollars a week each oh, wow like just on principle that we should be getting paid something yeah yeah but that's yeah, all that the business could yeah. afford at that stage like it was literally five six months in <laughs> and i'm sure you're putting in a lot more hours than a hundred dollars worth yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know a lot more yeah <laughs> And yeah, my, and my dad was like saying, you know, what about like, you know, how are you going to save up for your first home and, you know, all those things that is super important for yeah. probably more the older like generation. But it like puts all that stress on the young people or your mates get homes and, and you start thinking, oh, like we need to kind of make that happen. And mm. we definitely have had times where we have like almost tried to, dive into that before we're ready or whatever just because we feel like external stress that we yeah. need to do that and then yeah it's just like learning to not make those things bigger than what they should be and it's yeah. like the real important things in life which is your relationships your family each other and not making that stuff like bigger than mm. yeah what it what it really is well it's funny because that's a topic we've been talking about recently a lot like mm. we're stressing with money too and because we're on that journey as well and a lot yeah, of our yeah. friends like like i said to you briefly off air like we were in that kind of more corporate environment full-time mm. job and then we've exited out of that because for us our pathway is you know, different yeah like we, mm. we our purpose is different to most people so mm. and it's that total comparison game that you're playing all the time but i want to ask you guys about like your relationship now in terms of do you talk about Zarali at the dinner table at night? Are you <laughs> able to switch off from it? Are you constantly talking about it, bouncing ideas? Like, or have you decided, okay, at five o'clock, that's it. We don't talk business anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just interested to hear that aspect. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's a good question because, yeah, it kind of changes yeah. a lot um, depending yeah. on what's going on. But I think as we're journeying through this together, like 
we're learning the importance of putting those boundaries in place because as time goes on you can sort of see it creeping into like every single aspect of your life yeah one thing that's really helped us is getting the office out of the house yeah (laughs) Yeah. we were working in our living room like for the first two years so when it comes to the weekend it's like hard to make that separation yeah so we we definitely try not to bring up Zorali on the weekends or um, the Z we, word. The Z word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you're so passionate about something, yeah. it just like, it comes out like yeah. all the time and it's really fun in those moments and then there's moments where you're like, nah, like, yeah. let's change the topic. We're not talking about work mm. right now. Sometimes I'll have an idea in bed or something and yeah. I'll be like, I'll be about to say it and I'll be like... Just wait to the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the best ideas come. Well, right before you fall asleep. Yeah. 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 That's definitely an underrated relationship hack for anyone that works together is getting it out of the house when you can. Yeah. yeah. Elise was like literally so over <laughs> having it surrounding our entire lives. Like there was no separation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was used to it because I'd always worked from home. Like, even way before we started Zorali. So I was so used to just putting up with the inconvenience of always being surrounded by work. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's been really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, like, that you're, you're not to the other side. It's a never-ending project. But you can somewhat see there's all this, compared to where you were, the light is there, so-called end of the tunnel. Yeah. How has that been now that you're, you've got to that stage with everyone else around you who you mentioned your dad before it's now real so like yeah, yeah. what what is that is that a proud feeling too like to be able to actually go hey look at what we've created and we've only just kind of begun like yeah it's yeah, pretty cool definitely i think we don't do it enough but sometimes we'll just stop and be like we'll remember where we were and how hard it was and the struggle and <laughs> yeah <laughs> all that and like Because I think, like, when you progress to the next level, there's, like, new stresses or new struggles and new challenges. But, yeah, now that we have so much traction behind us and our parents are really proud of it and, like, my dad, (laughs) you know, can see that, you know, we actually have a real job now. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's, like, definitely a part of you... You can't help but feel a little bit like oh, I told you so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type thing, like yeah. to the doubters, because like there can be like so many people supporting you, but for some reason you really feel the weight of the people yeah. that have ever doubted you. And I think sort of coming through now, you just, and like seeing that we've actually made it, it's a pretty good feeling just to be able to kind of relax a little bit more. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think probably like one of our biggest achievements, like, more in the last 12 months is like we've surrounded ourselves with incredible people awesome yeah Yeah. so and that's taken like a lot of probably stress off us is having like a really solid team around it because yeah even like it wasn't too long ago when it was just Elise and I and now yeah we have six people involved and yeah who are like in the day-to-day I guess but like also so many people surrounding us that have really made it come to life. We actually launched an equity crowdfund campaign. Right. So we have, and we just completed a second one about a month ago. So we have over a thousand investors behind Zorali. Wow. Um, mm. So yeah, we have an incredible network of support behind the brand and people, you know, wanting to see it succeed. And mm. that's really like 
helped in like building a strong community behind it and yes solid team like we're so blessed to have like really awesome people and yeah it doesn't feel like like traditional work colleagues with like yeah it just feels like we work with friends yeah that's awesome yeah and is your has your quality of life increased since become more autonomous like yeah other people like is that helped like you said like your weekends and yeah yeah your relationship time whatever you want to call it like yeah how has your quality of life changed since it started to you know yeah yeah Yeah, it's yeah it's been so healthier like last last year sometime we went to noosa it was like i think we took a four-day weekend and it felt like it was the first time we'd like properly switched off awesome, from the business yeah. for that for that many days. Yeah. And people would be like, it was four days. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think we actually did a bit of work on the Monday, so three and a half. We took a little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just like we felt so good because I don't know. It was probably yeah, it was the first time we'd actually like allowed ourselves to like fully take our hands off it and yeah, we need to do that more. What what are your thoughts around work ethic, I guess, too? Because, Mm. and this is something we struggle with personally, because this isn't our full-time gig. We want it to be one day and we will get there one day. But you get home from work and then you're obviously grinding all the time and you're just constantly creating and creating and creating, networking and creating. But we never feel like we're doing enough. Like there's Mm. always another person that's doing more or Mm. there's always another person that's, now starting and doing something similar. There's always, like, we could yeah, be doing yeah. more. Like, yeah. for you guys, without looking at competitors or whoever else there is out there, like, how has that been, trying to manage your work ethic? You know, mm. if you're trying to live your life as well, you also have to, I guess, enjoy what you've already got right mm. now rather than yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. everyone else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, in terms of, like, work ethic, Cam is, like, the hardest worker I've ever met. And... <laughs> It's actually, like, changed the way, like, I work. Like, he's, like, I'm, like, always trying to, like, (laughs) catch up with him. But I think, like, part of my journey is, like, learning what my capacity is in that. And, yeah, just, like, trying to work to my own pace and let Cam work at his. But in terms of, like, running your own business and always feeling like there's something more to do, I think the art is, like, learning to see, like how far you've come Mm. and what you're going to be like satisfied with Mm. Um, because that bar is like you're always going to make it higher and higher and higher and I think that's where the stress lies Mm. Um, so we're still learning that like yeah Yeah. how to kind of let go and just do what you can and do it well and then just let it yeah (laughs) let it sit there yeah I think especially in the early days like we're always comparing or we still do but Mm. always comparing ourselves to you know, world-class brands that have, like, hundreds and hundreds of people in their teams. <laughs> and there's just, like, a Lisa and I. And it's like anything, like, comparison is, like, such a thief of joy if you yeah constantly comparing yourself with other people, other businesses, like, other ideas, whatever. Like, yeah, it just takes away from what you actually do have. Yeah. How do you guys deal with that? You go. You go. You go. You go. Well, yeah, we struggle with it too. Like, because we've we've talked about it a lot. Our struggle is that we don't look at where we've come from. Mm -hmm. We had a videographer on our show 
about a year ago now and he said if you don't look at your content a year ago and cringe you're doing something wrong because you're not you know improving and now yeah, yeah. thankfully we look back and we can't even watch it or listen to it like <laughs> yeah. but we don't compare ourselves with that we're always comparing ourselves with the biggest podcast in the world or mm. you know things like that and well, that's our struggle if we are honest we won't share who it is but there's someone and they're not even in the same space as us but we'll see them online and on instagram and on tiktok and we'll be like it just really <laughs> frustrates us because we're like oh but then we have to go hey like there's, there's enough uh, i said this to d last night everyone can have a piece of the pie yeah, yeah. We can all have a slice. Like it yeah. can be shared around and we can all enjoy it. Yeah, um, that's so true. There's not one that's just solely it. Like everyone yeah. everyone can do well and we need to try and remember that. But at the same time we're like, Oh, we wanna be the best. Like, well you said <laughs> the thief of the thief of joy before. Like that's yeah. such a great way to put it. And that's the point of it. It's like we shouldn't be in the comparison game anyway, because mm. we're trying to create our own brand and who we are and what we do and what sets us apart. And help others while doing it. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So it's but not about us, it's no, about everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I was actually gonna lead into my next question more about Zarali and what sets Zarali apart from brands that are similar. Yeah. Um, we had a good look at your website today and I'll let you guys share what you guys do for each product sold or but like yeah, 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 what sets you guys apart? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so probably the biggest thing that I guess like really inspired us to start Zorali when Elise and I like first started hanging out and the way that we really like interacted with the outdoors, we felt like didn't reflect in the way that say the other outdoor brands out there, essentially our competition, mm. um, it, was, it wasn't really their same view of the outdoors. So traditionally this is a generalization but traditionally like outdoor brands is all about like the extremes yeah conquering the summit yeah, like, yeah hanging yeah. off the Everest, side of the yeah. <laughs> the biggest waves yeah yeah whereas for elise and i and like i can already tell you guys like and most australians like the outdoors is like simply like a playground to be enjoyed with their friends not mm. like a proving ground to be attacked mm, so yeah. that was like the core belief that really the Zarali brand was like born from and that's really like reflected in I guess the brand philosophy even like down to product design even like the social media like it's a lot more light and fun and then yeah we still we still try to like obviously as, as nature is our inspiration like we do our best to keep it calm and wild is what we say by yeah. like having a sustainable business I guess another thing that sets us apart is we plant trees for every product that we sell. Mm. So um, we've partnered with an organization called Eden Reforestation Projects who we plant 10 trees per product that we sell with. So we've planted over 500,000 trees. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, which is really cool. But yeah, I guess mm. the biggest thing for us is like we see the outdoors as like a place to find like rest and renewal and that's like what we really try to like anchors a rally on and it's essentially like wellness like getting people outside for their own mental health and yeah. well-being that's where i think zarali's had like a lot of success connecting with people is that's why they like to get outside as well mm. and yeah that's that's how we really yeah one thing that we like often think think about is like what can we do that our competition can't do yeah as like you know it's probably the simplest like business question that can like really clearly show you what you should do as a strategy and like one of the things that i guess we've been able to do is like share 
uh, with our audience, like our shared passion for getting outside and our view of the world and mm. like Zorali's mm. really become an overflow of that. And I think that's really connected with people and we don't get enough time to actually do that and like get outside the office <laughs> yeah. and share with our audience, like our yeah. experiences outdoors. But whenever we do, it's always like way more engaging than the content that any other brand or whatever could create sure. the typical yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah we try to lean into that. Even, um, oh, are you going to say something? No, no. I'll save it to later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say, but even the way you just described that then too, and I haven't thought about this, and I think I sent this to you in my message to you, like I've followed you for a few years. And That's what it, I was going to bring you're up. You're to this. You've been on my list to interview. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Legitimately, list, yeah. And um, you were on my list. But even like your colours that you use, like they're not, <laughs> like they're nature colours. Like they are... They're exactly the way you were described. Like, well, he comes a horticulturalist coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my career background is in landscaping. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're not, it's not bright, aqua, crazy yeah. greens and reds. And it's, it's nature. And that, yeah. you can see that in your product. Yeah. Like, mm. It says it in yeah. each item that you sell. Yeah. Well, that's Elise's genius. <laughs> that's cool you notice that because yeah. it, it has been like intentional. Yeah. Yeah. As a creative, I'm, my direct inspiration comes from nature. Yeah. So whether that be the colors or, you know, mm. the designs, yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah. And yeah, we just wanted it to have that sort of earthy kind of feeling. Mm. That's a little bit more like tell easy the, um, <laughs> Tell the pumpkin colour. Oh, so, um, yeah, when we launched our very first range, uh, we were working with uh, one of Cam's previous suppliers from Monster and we had some hoodies and we were like super late on the timelines. Yeah. And so I just like picked a colour, we call them Pantone colours, and I'd worked with this before in my previous job, this particular colour that was called Sudan Brown. <laughs> and so this is like the biggest rookie error, but we approved the bulk colour before we'd even seen the swatch. Oh, so Lisa's was like, I've used this colour so many times. <laughs> it's awesome. Like really nice brown colour. Yeah. One oh, of like no. the hardest lessons we learned was like straight up off the bat. But anyway, the bulk arrived and it was like this bright orange colour. And we were like nearly crying that night. And then Cam, we went to Cam's mum's house for dinner and she served us pumpkin soup. Are you kidding me? And I have this photo of Cam like eating his pumpkin soup in this jumper that was like the exact same colour. But it ended up being one of our best sellers. Oh, really? I was going to say, what did you do with it? still like one of my favourite jumpers that yeah. I have. That's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was actually just going to say, um, speaking of outdoors and camping, we've had a couple of camping adventures together, haven't we? <laughs> actually, I forgot about it. Yeah, we, we're the worst campers. I've just gone camping <laughs> once in my life. I'm okay. Well, this is what he said to me how many years ago? Ten years ago? It might have been Sport yeah, and Rec Camp, you know, one of those yeah, camps ten. where they put yeah. you out in there. Yeah, it was it? Out in the... Gosh, Wilson's Prom? Yeah. yeah. And um, Doss said, just leave it to me. I'll, you know, I'll take care. I've got all the gear and I'll do everything and... Anyway, I woke up about two in the morning and, I'm, and he's pushing me, he's waking me up. I'm like, what, what? He goes, it's pissing rain. And I'm like, look, and, I'm like, and like the whole tent is drenched. No. The thing's gone. So we, I said, need, we needed a Zorali tent. That's yeah, that's what I, mean. I, said, <laughs> I said to him, I said, what, how long have you been awake for? He said, oh, about 20 minutes. And I said, 
what you didn't want to wake me up he's like I was hoping the rain would stop so he's seen the thing blow off and just decide to sit there and let it happen oh. I was 16 so I've learned I've learned a bit too. But that, was the, that was the last time we went camping together yeah, yeah gosh no oh, you had to book another one in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We now I'm keen actually yeah. yeah I want to tackle where the name came from yeah because from what I read it's not an actual word is that correct correct so correct. explain explain <laughs> yeah so you guys have created it Yes, we have. Yeah, if you can do that, if that's allowed. <laughs> can you create so it? Yeah. Yeah. dictionary, yeah. 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 That's when we'll know we've made it, when Zorali gets entered into the dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so my previous business, we had big brand come after us over oh, true, yeah. a naming dispute. So with Zorali, we're like, let's create our own word. Let's like trademark it everywhere. Like no one can touch us. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so, but we also wanted it to have like a, a strong meaning behind it. So we put all these words on a page, um, like words with cool meanings. And then thought it was like the most pointless exercise, like went nowhere and spent way too long on it. And then, yeah, was like kind of bummed I was like that was dumb and then the next <laughs> morning woke up and there was like two words on the page kind of stuck out and it was Zoran which is like this Persian word for fearless and Kali which has a lot of different meanings but the African meaning is full of life cool um so we took the first three letters of like Zoran Z-O-R and the last three of Kali A-L-I put them together Zorali fearless and full of life so yeah, and it's trademarked everywhere. And it so rolls off the tongue beautifully. Yeah, it does yeah. actually. Don't even try trademarking. <laughs> <laughs> no energy drinks are coming up for this one. Do Don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by the time this podcast yeah. is released, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was going to ask. So, like, what's next for you guys in terms of? Do you look at it as like a five-year plan or as a day-to-day? And if so, what what does the grand scheme of things look like? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty spontaneous for the most part. <laughs> I did we, get those vibes actually. Yeah. yeah, we have had to like, as the business has matured, we've put a lot more structure and planning into it. So like from a product side of things, like Elise kind of heads up that team. We work, how far out do you work? Like six to eight 12, months? Uh, 12 months. Nearly. 12 months now. Yeah. So they're like very forward thinking and planned and then in terms like business direction and growth which is more my area we set 12 month forecasts cool being that it's still quite a early business we're like two and a half years in has that been skewed because of covid did covid affect you guys yeah Yeah. well yeah so covid hit like pretty much six months after we launched oh Um, okay right yeah so what a start yeah yeah i know (laughs) so is it hard then Setting these forecasts when you yeah. haven't really had a full year. Well, honestly, like the, the reason why we don't set really large forecasts beyond, say, like 12 months is at the start, I had some forecasts that I just set for ourselves and year one were like way under the forecast and I was like super bummed mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know how we're, how we're like ever going to get to this level that I'd set for year one, like even thinking in year two, it was unattainable after that. And I think the next year we like 10 x Wow. What my <laughs> forecast was for year two. What? So yeah, it was just crazy. So it, it showed me that like, I think you can often like severely overestimate what you can do in a short time, but then you like can severely underestimate what you can do in like yeah. a longer mm-hmm. time. 
and I think for us, it, yeah, it took us a little bit of, a little while to like get the foundation and we, you know, we're a new brand. So like for people and we're selling outdoor gear. So people need to like have trust in the gear. So that does take time to build trust, sure. but yeah, for whatever reason, like once we hit year two, it just kind of started clicking and awesome. started growing really fast. And yeah, so now we kind of like look 12 months ahead at a time. This next 12 months, like we're looking to expand more internationally. Like cool. currently 90, 90% of our revenue comes from Australia. Mm. We don't advertise outside of Australia, but we still have like a really strong interest and presence, mm. um, especially in the, in the US. Like we've got a collaboration with a large outdoor retailer called Huckberry launching in August, um, which will be an exciting project for Zorali. And, yeah. and then like big, 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 kind of picture vision and goals like we dream of Zorali becoming more than just product and having like nature retreats and awesome. um, experiences mm. like abroad and yeah um, one thing we started Zorali with was like in-person meetups and then COVID happened so we haven't been able to get that back off the ground but because we are an online business yeah it's important to still have that like physical contact with people Mm. and you know we've got an amazing community out there so that's awesome yeah i think in this next year we're going to be doing a lot more like little community events and meetups that can be like hosted all around australia and yeah that's a great idea yeah 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 i'll ask you elise as the i guess the graphics and the branding as the expert how do you create a brand online so Mm. That's like today's day and age and we're still learning it and I'm sure lots of other people are. To go from where you guys were to where you are, especially through COVID now too, like you're creating a brand online, an online presence. Yeah. How do you do it? I know it's a very broad yeah. and open-ended question, probably doesn't really have an end, but can you give us some type of like maybe a step-by-step or what's important when creating a brand online? Yeah, definitely. Well, firstly, like a brand is so much more than a logo and even though like that's one of the first things that we created for Zorali there's like there's the DNA of the brand that you got to figure out and I think Mm -hmm. that really helped us establish who we are was like what's our personality as a brand what's our customer's personality Mm -hmm. like the language we use like what what tone are we and yeah yeah so yeah that's been like actually really valuable for us um early on we had an amazing brand advisor who like really encouraged like Cam and I to be like heavily involved in the brand so like actually showing our faces and like whether that be in content or like Mm. in writing like actually put our own personality into the brand Mm. and I think that's what ultimately like sets you apart Mm. because um yeah it's like unique to us yeah and the other thing that we've done is like invest in areas such as like copywriting you know in like creative content we love it it just like comes quite naturally to us so we're really lucky cam's an amazing photographer and we've got I some think I've seen epic a couple of, friends a couple of vlogs on youtube of you guys like camping and stuff <laughs> yeah. I, I watched one of them a while ago and i loved it yeah, yeah. you went and picked up some friends that lived up the road and yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah yeah so all that all that sort of shapes the brand and I think ultimately the logo is like so minute compared to everything else that surrounds yeah. it but I think what's cool now is even the words are really like we were like oh is, is it gonna hit is it gonna resonate with people like and when it's just a bunch of letters 
on a yeah. page that make a word yeah. like <laughs> that's all that it really is and then when so we've true. put our you know our icon on the top of that that's all that it is but all the stuff that um we've built behind the brand has like put equity into that logo that's what i think actually ultimately like makes a great logo yeah and yeah we had a, a friend in the early days say like yeah everyone wants a great logo but what they actually want is like the equity that became sure. that is seen in the logos of like a great brand yeah it's not necessarily that their logo design wise is like incredible yep mm. it's just that like you associate it with stuff and i think the cool thing for us is like um when people see zarali on someone's car or whatever it like it kind of is getting to that stage now where it starts to evoke a feeling yeah or that mm. people know the brand for even like our tagline, the journey calls that, that we put like so much thought and planning into that. Cause we wanted, we were like, um, Josh has just fallen down and that is on camera. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like we wanted our brand tagline to actually like mean something and to invite someone into something so i remember we were even talking we were throwing around different ideas for a tagline and we were like this one that we originally had we were imagining someone coming home from work having like a really tough day and seeing a tent in their garage with a tagline on it and like what did that make them yeah, feel i love that and um the journey calls to us which is like where we landed had like an invitation and it was like hope filled and like whether it was like going on a actual adventure or it's like what you guys are about and yeah. like going after that secret ambition. It's like, yeah, we really liked that feeling that was in it. So. I love it. It reminds me of Nike, like just do it. Like it's short yeah, and yeah, it yeah. provokes that emotion <laughs> inside you. Yeah, and yeah I, I think it's an awesome tagline. Yeah. yeah. But one question I have for you guys with, <laughs> <laughs> um, with like, I remember uh, one thing like when Elise was talking before and she was talking about how when we launched, we had to put like a lot of ourselves into it. Like obviously you guys have done that. How have you gone with like the vulnerability of like talking openly and like putting yourselves out there for everyone to kind of consume? Awesome question. Well, if, if anyone has listened to like our very first episodes, like I don't think we could get any more vulnerable. We had three words that were who we were. This is before the whole 20-somethings mission came about, which our three words are vulnerability, relatability, and empowerment. And we were like, we're going to share whatever we want to share through those three words. So vulnerability was one of those words. And we were, like, vulnerable through every every part of the word, really. Yeah. And then, and that's through across all topics, like, that we spoke of, which was relationships or confidence, body image, sex, career... We both went, were going through breakups. We both went through career changes, quit our nine to fives. Like, so you put a lot on the line. But then now, the vulnerability that we share with our—I always feel—I always think of my mum and my grandma and my sisters if they ever listen. I'm like, mm-hmm. some of the stories we've told now—they're just so, they're just so rogue. Like overseas trips and yeah. yeah. So, but I think when we first launched it, I remember I was shaking. I'll never forget where I was. I, don't, mm. I was having dinner at my grandparents and Doss said, no, nah, we're launching it. Here's the Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, I was mm. cringing. Like I didn't, you kind of want to hide it from certain people. Yeah, yeah. And then it takes a while before you're proud to stand up and say like, this is what we're doing. Like our yeah. last trip in the UK, when people say, 
what do you do? We're here to podcast. Like, you own it. Like, this is who mm, we yeah, are. This yeah. is what we're doing. Where at the start, it was it was tough. It mm. was tough to launch. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I'm just going to quickly jump in and just say this is the third time we've had to stop. Uh, so the first time was the lighting, the camera. The second time was also the lighting, the camera. It was nature, actually. Nature called. <laughs> nature called, which is very fitting. Uh, and then the third time... Uh, the laptop's gone dead. Which is a classic for anyone that listens to this show week <laughs> in and week out. Yeah, but <laughs> so on that, we'll probably wrap it up. We can't thank you both enough. Firstly, amazing to meet you both yeah. because I, I now I reckon we're going to be mates, which is sick. Um, <laughs> but secondly, what you've created um, and the mission behind it and from where you were to where you are now, like it's really, really inspiring for us too, I think, because 100%. even though we are creating some type of movement and but we're trying to help people like you guys and change their perspective on what we think is a happy and you know good life like you guys are doing too so i just want to thank you both for for saying yes and coming on and, and joining us mm. no, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us. Yeah. and we it's better not fun. let you go without a quick uh, zarali shout out so how does everybody what's the <laughs> website how do they have a look at the products yeah, and you can and i saw today which really piqued my interest you can buy products for your dogs Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, our golden retrievers modeling on the website. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's just zarali.com, Z O R A L I, and follow us on the gram at Zarali. Yeah. What about your personal Instagrams? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> give, give yourselves a shout out. <laughs> Mine is at Cam Greenwood. And mine is at Elise Greenwood. Yeah. yeah. I think you got an underscore in there. You better check that. Uh, so many people, <laughs> do you know what? When we ask this question, so many people don't know, do they? No. Yeah. Do you have um like something to pick up your dog's poo or something? Because his dog <laughs> shit in the car actually oh, the other no. day and, uh, <laughs> and his windows don't go down. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, yeah. the electrics that'd don't work. The <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great one, yeah. Yeah, you might be able to model that one with danger in the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nah, thanks, guys. It's uh, been awesome. Thanks so much. Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.